Sure. That's exciting. <laughs> yeah, I must say, um, the Lord's been building my faith lately, and even in prepping this, and um, I also want to testify about our week in Oatsland last week, because there's something that, that God did in my heart in going, I must say, from the beginning of the year, Candace and I were chatting, we were like, this year is the year for going, you know, like something about the last Many a couple of years we've been a little bit stuck, and that God was doing something in that season. But even in going this to Oatsrin, I mean, it's just over the mountain here. But in, in team, there was a bunch of guys. Um, Justin led us incredibly well in, in just bringing a team together. But every person that went had such an expectation. They'd all heard God for themselves and what they wanted to go. And I had an opportunity to actually preach this last Sunday, and um, there was just, for me, such a like, stirring of faith again to be able to go, the Lord wants to use us. He wants to use the individuals. And in going, we were able to speak life. We were able to preach the word of the Lord. We were able to just encourage and encourage and encourage but I must say, it took me a good couple of days getting back to work of just getting back on the ground because I, I was like so stirred. And, um, and then even just after the preach, I had a stirring in my heart that I was going to preach this preach again, <laughs> which, was kind of, which was interesting because then Chad asked me, Dan, don't you want to preach it again? And something in my heart was like, whoa, come on, let's do it again. <laughs> but uh, there's a... Uh, yeah, so forgive me if I get excited because I, I tend to get excited, but this particularly, this particularly is exciting for me. I love speaking on faith for me because I believe that God has called us to be men of faith and women of faith and children of faith and babies of faith. <laughs> it doesn't restrain it to who we are. That's why I'm up here today. <laughs> Otherwise, yeah. Um, there was a message that came, or a word that came through on Tuesday that um, Dan messaged or shared with us, and it was a word he had, just remembering at times in Cape Town where the water was running low and it was day zero approaching, and I wanted to pick up on that because um, in having to preach it preach twice, I must say it threw a little bit of curveball in my me because I've never done this before, <laughs> and there was an element of prophetic edge that that the Lord brought through the team that we were in, and it kind of like added the momentum of, of what God was wanting to share. And even after I said, yes, yes, to Chad, yeah, no problem. And then I was like, oh, shucks, how do I do this? And uh, Dan brought a message which lined up so cl like close to the a prophetic word that I had for the church there. And so I wanted to just remind us of it, firstly. Um, and that is that God is, um, well, as, as a people, we've been digging wells, but like in Cape Town, I've been part of the process of digging a, a, a well point. Well, not digging. You actually use water to, to push, push through a pipe that actually like just pushes the sand away. And you, you, the water, the water, table, water, table, table, water, water table is shallow there. So you can go down a couple of meters and suddenly you have water. And so the picture was that, <clears throat> you know, we can easily, as Christians do the things of God and find water quite easily, you know, um, in a, in a, especially in a charismatic kind of movement that 
we're in, like even in worship now, I mean, we can stand here and we're like, whoa, this is awesome. And we can have a sense of the spirit, um, which is the water. Um, but then there's a call and it's quite easy to do. We can rock up and it, and it can happen quite easily. And even in, in reading the word, we can read a bit and we go, okay, yeah, wow, that was amazing. Thank you, Jesus. I feel blessed. But there's a call actually that he felt for us as a church is to dig deeper. And I've, I've had quotes at my place where I'm staying. I'm a bit out of town to, to dig a well point. And the water down where I'm staying is like 120 meters deep. And it's a thousand rand a meter <laughs> to dig it. And, uh, you know, it's expensive. It's a high cost. And there's an element of faith in the, who you're asking to do it to actually, because there's no guarantee. There's no guarantee. You pay per, thousand, per, per meter, and it's a thousand bucks. Our neighbors did it, and the wine plot has, had to go down to 130 meters. So, just as an example, for us living out there, it's been a continual challenge for us to have a continual supply of water. Even in building our house um, that we've been building, the first challenge was just water. You need water for cement. You need water for cleaning. You need water for drinking. You need yeah, building. It just requires lots and lots of water. But without a sustainable source of water, you run dry quickly. And, and we had that many times, unfortunately. We became those that would bath once a week. <laughs> because, no, <laughs> those scum of the earth. I was one of them. <laughs> but uh, there's an element of cost that comes to water. And even, um, so for us as a church, I believe that word was, was a now word that, that God is calling us to not just be okay with shallow wells that we can easily access, but he's actually saying, let's go deeper. Let's go deeper. And I wanted to, it, it, it really falls in line with what I'm wanting to preach today because going deeper requires faith. Um, it, you, can, you can think of all different ways to go deeper in the Lord. And, and you know, we can come up with systems to, you know, I'm going to read the word longer and I'm going to worship harder. But I believe that it's actually more than that. Yes, those things are good. We need to dedicate and have discipline. And putting time aside for the, for, to allow God's Spirit to work in us to go deeper. But I believe there's something deeper. In so I wanted to actually preach on faith today. And, and there's an element of faith that, that I feel is critical, and we're going to get into that now. now. Um, but firstly, I wanted to um, just remind us of some men of faith in the Bible. I believe that even today, in, in preaching this, there's not going to be any rocket science formulas that we're going to come out with, but there's going to be, I believe the Lord just wants to remind us of stuff that we know, because the reason, oh, I don't want to rabbit trail with that, He wants to remind us what it looks like, what the men of old looked like. So I wanted to look at Abraham quickly. I'm going to briefly go over these, so I don't feel the need to look up the scriptures, but I will tell you the scriptures. For Abraham, in, Abraham, um, in Genesis 12, God calls Abraham out of the land that he's in. They were settled there, things were lacquer, and he said, no, go to the land that I'll, I'll choose, I want to show you. Um, and in faith, he, 
he listened to the Lord. And, and, and the fruit of that obedience led to a whole journey of following the Lord. That ended up becoming the, the father of nations, the, the one that was a friend of the Lord. Can you imagine being highlighted by people as a friend of God? A friend of the living God. Being identified. Even God himself, well, not, yeah, he's, he's, it's spoken of the, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, the God of, being, being the God of Hein. Remember the God of Hein. This is what I'm talking about today. So we often think of these men of faith as heroes that had super abilities, and, 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 but it's, it, they were men and women. There's not just men of faith, they were women of faith. They were men and women like us today. And so I want to almost for us to identify with some of these characters in a sense of what is God calling you to do? Where is he wanting you to go? And then there's another man that I want to just highlight quickly is, is Noah. God spoke to Noah, just like God spoke to Abraham. And then the, the most, I've been just read a little bit about, dug a little bit deeper there. Do you know that Noah found favor in the eyes of the Lord? He was a righteous, he, he, was, he was righteous and blameless. In a land where everything was unrighteous and there was only thoughts of evil, he was a man who was righteous and blameless. Like we can often get a little presumptuous as, as, as Christians. You know, if God were to pick anyone, he would probably pick me. <laughs> but I wanted to build a little bit of faith to getting the value of being, finding favor in the eyes of the Lord. And then Daniel in the Bible as well, where he, he had a, a situation on his hand where men were actually trying to find fault with him. And... Um, but yet they couldn't find fault in him. I can uh, probably pick out most, or not most, I can take Hein and say, listen, I'm going to find fault in I'll, I'll probably, if I put my mind to it, I'll find fault in you. <laughs> but they couldn't. They couldn't find fault with this, with this man, Daniel. Because he was dedicated to the, to the Lord. He was dedicated to him. He would put aside time to, to pray, to devote himself, to go about what he did in his everyday life in a way that was upstanding, it was righteous. It said that, it said that um, he had an excellent spirit within him. That's Daniel 6 verse 4. So I believe this, this morning the Lord wants to impart faith in our hearts as a church. Because it's not something I can convince you about or something that we can work our way through a few passages of Scripture and walk away with faith. I believe this morning God wants to remind us of some things. So I want to pray quickly. Lord, I thank you. Maybe we can just close our eyes. Thank you, Lord, that, that your heart this morning is to not just leave us where we are. Lord, that your heart this morning was, is, is wanting to stir up. Just like this morning in the prayer meeting, Lord, there was a... A prayer, and then it became a, a war, a, like a war, a war ground. It became a, a declaration of who you are, Lord. And the war ground isn't trying to win battles for you, Jesus. It's actually just to get our, our flesh to see you for who you are, my Lord. 
Lord, when we see you, we find faith, Lord. And so, Lord, I pray that as we see you this morning, Lord, as we hear your words of life, Lord, that faith would be stirred, 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 stirred up in our hearts, O oh God. So I want to quickly uh, look at Proverbs 3, verse 5. This morning I want to preach, well, share on trust. As we'll see now in, in, in Proverbs 3, verse 5. I see trust as being a backbone of faith. Without trust, it says here, trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. Do not be wise in your own eyes, but fear the Lord and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh and refreshment to your bones. Yeah, what a beautiful scripture, hey? Let's read it again. It's so beautiful. Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and do not lean on your own understanding. Can we say all? All. In all your ways, acknowledge Him, and He will make straight your paths. What a promise. Do not be wise in your own eyes. Fear the Lord, and turn away from evil. It will be healing to your flesh. And refreshment to your bones. I tell you, on, um, on Tuesday night, we had a little bit of a party here. I don't know. It was an open leaders meeting, which you guys, if you weren't here, I would suggest you make the next open leaders meeting. I, 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 I tell you, I experienced the depth of God's presence on Tuesday. And it wasn't just a little goosebumps vibes. It was deep. I tell you, the Lord built my faith in that time. He reminded me of stuff. He deleted some stuff. <laughs> and he pushed me into some stuff. And that's what it felt like the Lord was doing. You know, there was some deception. There was some fog that I believe the Lord actually said, no, 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 no. Stop pondering on that stuff. Look at this. Look what I'm going to do. And I feel faith from that. And, that. and and that is what the Lord has for us. And I believe that is refreshment that he's calling here, as we put his ways first, as we acknowledge him in all our, our ways, there's a promise of refreshment, there's a promise of healing, and I believe the physical as well. Oh, i got my notes all in a tangle here. Okay, so I wanted to actually look at the word trust. I did a quick search on trust, and trust means a firm belief in the ability, a reliability, and the truth of someone. It's a firm belief in the ability, reliability, and the truth of someone. We all have to trust in something. Even now standing today, I'm trusting in the floor. I, I put my trust in, 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 in stuff every single day. The roof is not falling on me, which is a, a great thing. I've, but, but my trust in the floor and the roof is based on my experience. I walked in probably to the first building. Um, is this going to be okay? Yes, okay, I'm safe. 
<laughs> I can do it again. And now I don't think about it when I walk in here. And, and so our experience of, uh, of, of trusting in the Lord can be similar in that when we, <clears throat> when we try out the things, we get saved, we can be ze- full of zeal, and uh, we can go, no, well, the Lord says this, so I'm going to do that. And ooh, there we go. We don't, this is not exactly how I thought. And we can pull back. Or we can have things happen in our lives that, that, that didn't go as well as we planned. You know, we can put our trust in a relationship that we, we thought it was a calling that God had. Or we can put our trust in a leader. Chad, here today, is leading this work. But he's, he's a man. He's of flesh. And yes, his best intentions are to... To, I've witnessed him wanting me to go further and, and the encouragement, and I've gone further because of his, the words of life that he's spoken to my life. But at the same time, I've been offended with Chad, and I had to go, hang on, whoa, whoa, and I had to deal with it. And it not, not necessarily because he did something wrong, but my expectations in going in possibly were skew, you know. So our experience with, with the things of God needs to be calibrated sometimes because we can have false ideas of what he's actually wanting to do. His ways are not our ways. And so when we start walking this walk of faith in the Lord and he calls us and faith comes by hearing the word of the Lord and we grab a hold of that faith and then comes trust. Without having a firm belief in God's ability and reliability and the truth of who he is, we can easily take a wobble. So uh, I firstly want to look at, I want to remind us this morning about God the Creator. God the Creator. Uh, that might not be news to everyone, but He is our Creator. And I, I must say I got really excited when I started seeing this. This is Genesis, Genesis 1. I want to go in just... I'm not going to read word for word, so excuse me as I skip and, and pick the parts that I want to um, elaborate, emphasize on. But Genesis 1, verse 1 says, In the beginning, in the beginning, we weren't there, but God was there. God created the heavens and the earth. The earth was without form and void, and darkness was over the face of the deep. And the Spirit of God was hovering over the face of the waters. And God said, let there be light. Can we say that? God said. God said. And there was light. If we look at, at verse 6, it says, And God said. Let there be an expanse. There it was. And he said, and he said, and he said, and he was, and he was, and he was. Can you just imagine that for a second? Like I've, I'm quite handy with my hands, and I've you know, become quite skilled at certain things. But I can't say anything and things were. <laughs> uh, there's, a, there's very little fruit from what I say. Unless it's the word of the Lord, obviously. Uh, that's been my experience. Anyway, wisdom is in the Lord's hands. And yet he spoke. And in that place of speaking, he spoke you and I into creation. He spoke life into each one of our bodies. He spoke life. And he, and he, he spoke life for a purpose. So God the creator, he just speaks and speaks 
And, and he's speaking today. It's undeniable to me after experiencing, especially the time in Oteran, just how he spoke. He spoke the same thing through random people multiple times. I say random, but I don't think it was random. For the co- coordinating of what happened there, the Lord was wanting to speak to those people in Oteran, and he wanted to speak specifically. So God is speaking, even now, I believe. Every word I read is the word of the Lord. Whether I read it out of context or not, it's still the Lord speaking. And I, and I, I think that's what the Lord wants to remind us partly of this morning, is that He is speaking today. He is speaking not just in the corporate sense, but He wants to speak to you. And God said, and it was. So the God, that's God the Creator, God our Healer. How many, if you can just put up your hands, have witnessed a healing? I've seen a leg grow. I had my hand on the leg, and I felt the bone creaking. <laughs> it, grew too, it grew too long, which seemed to be a problem, <laughs> until the other one leveled out, and, they, and, they, and they, they, they sorted themselves out. And it took away pain. It was pain. It was my mother. She had pain in her back. And we put her on a chair, and she checked her legs out. The one was too short, and we sorted that out, and the Lord, the Lord sorted that out. And then you know what happened? It somehow got out of, a few weeks later, she had pain again. She's like, oh, that doesn't fit in my ways. So what did we do? We prayed again. Boop, there the legs come right again. And it happened multiple times. The end result is she eventually had her healing. And there were no problems with her back from that place. And so I don't need to read a scripture about God, my healer, <laughs> because he's healed my mother and he's healed, there's, there's a whole bunch of testimonies that I personally have seen with my own eyes or my own hands have actually seen what, the word, what, the, what God can do as our healer. So if you haven't witnessed a healer, I would say seek him out. Seek him out because he is God, our healer. Even Lazarus coming out of the tomb. He didn't go in there and find Lazarus and pull him out. And No, no, no. What did he do? Lazarus, come out. <laughs> he spoke it. And there he came out. Oh, yes, yes, Lord. <laughs> Unwrapping his head with all random things. What did these guys? But he had his healing because Jesus called him out. Jesus is calling you guys out today and me today. He's going, come out. Come out. I'm calling you out. Go and do the things. I've got more things for you. God, our provider, do not be anxious, he says. Whoa, okay. I've got to work with that one. Okay, how, does, how do I figure that out? I've got to, there's a certain amount of anxiety that I have that I feel is responsible here. Like, uh, how do we do this? But the Lord says, don't be anxious about anything. Seek first my kingdom. Whoa, okay, that's different again. How do I work that out? His ways are not my ways. But yet he says, do not be anxious. So find God's peace. Yes, there will be things to do, and it will not always be easy. But find God's peace today. And there we have the final thing I want to say, God Almighty. Revelations 1. It's the last book of the Bible. We started at the beginning. Here we are in the end. Revelations 1 verse 8 says, I am the Alpha and the Omega says the Lord God, who is and who was and who is to come, 
the Almighty. Can we say that? The Almighty. The Almighty God. There is no, no one that can, can contest the mightiness of the mightiest of the mightiest. There's no like little uh, those scuff happening in the background that we were hoping is uh, not going to get out of hand. No, God has, is God, and He always will be God. He was at the beginning. He, was, he is here now. He will be at the end, and He's always been the Almighty. There's, no, there's, no one has challenged God's almightiness. <laughs> but I do believe the, the battlegrounds today is in us trusting in His almightiness. I'm going to claim that word almightiness. Because it fits so well. <laughs> God is almighty today. He is almighty tomorrow. And suddenly the anxiety, you know, become, comes into context. Like, okay, maybe there are some things that I should be leaving to the Lord. God is not restrained by time. He's not restrained by time. Sometimes we got to figure out, like, even with Lazarus, they got so fretted about he's running out of time. Oh, no, no, no. He's, oh, he died. Oh, Jesus, if only we were here. You know, if only you were here, you would have done a mighty work. And Jesus, Jesus goes, okay, okay, whatever. Um, Lazarus, come. <laughs> and it's, it's, just, it's just so foreign for us because we are so confined by time because we are created in time. And so that is our reality. But God's calling us out of our reality. And he wants to bring us into a new kingdom. So God is speaking. He's speaking through his word. He's speaking through his spirit. He's speaking through the prophet, prophetic. But he is speaking. So the next thing of truth is reliability. Sorry, trust is reliability. So it's sometimes if you have been in church for many years, we keep hearing about this awesome God, and He's incredible. He's the Creator, and we, everything I've said today, yeah, it's, yeah, I remember that. Um, but reliability is sometimes a challenge for us to to get around, especially when our ways are not yet His ways, because it's a very personal thing. I've got personal needs. I've got personal challenges. Each one of us here today have got challenges that we are facing. And the question is not so much how big God is, but yet how much he, He's going to use His ability in my situation. Does He, does he care about my situation? Does it matter to Him? Um, you know, sometimes we can be in a crowd and, and things are happening and we can be in meetings and we can be in different things and, and you can see God working through people. And you can feel like a little bit of like an extra on a movie set where, you know, there was the main characters and we needed some guys to just fill the space. Yeah, this corner here, if we can just have some randoms. Yeah, you guys are good looking in the front row. We need to make sure. Okay, yes, okay. No, we're going to just, no, 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 no. God is a God who is interested in the individual. If we can look at Hebrews 12, you guys Okay. Hebrews 12, verse 14. Uh, oh, I covered my. Hebrews 12, verse 1 to 2. The mark management here. 
It says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by so great a cloud of witnesses, let us also lay aside every weight. Can we say every weight? And sin, which clings so closely. And let us run with endurance the race that is set before us, looking to the founder and perfecter of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and is seated at the right hand of the throne of God. It's a beautiful scripture as well. As we're looking to Jesus, if we look at Jesus, I, I was actually meditating on that scripture, and what it brought out is I was remembering in Gethsemane, the Garden of Gethsemane, when Jesus was facing his crucifixion, how he was wrestling with this whole thing, and he wasn't a superhero in the sense that he could he was restrained to the to the physical, just like you and I are, and so in facing this huge thing in his life, he was he got to a point where he was really wrestling with is this. Is this really the way that you want to do this, Lord? <laughs> I'm not undermining Jesus at all, but I'm just relating in a sense because he was saying, Lord, is there no other way? Is there no other way? And then he decided, okay, no, I'm going to put my trust in God. And he went, you know. I was, another thing that came up last week, which is confirmed as well, is, you know, Abraham, that is, you know, is an amazing story of how the promised child of Isaac came through, and then the Lord tested him up on the mountain, are you going to, you know, to, to, to offer him as a sacrifice? And um, he got right up to the point where he had to now kill his son. But the Lord provided another way, which was, which in a sense makes that story amazing. It appeals to us in a sense. But in the, st in the story of Jesus, God had, did not give another way. That was the way. And Jesus was crucified. He, he, he trusted in the Lord, found peace in God, and then there he went off to follow the will of God. And that spoke to me quite deeply because it's not actually a very popular story that. You know, if Jesus had... This angel of light poof, popped out and, and said, don't worry, we've got it. This is well done. You've got right up to the point, just like Isaac had to be brought up to the point. We would probably be, you know, it would be a victorious story in a sense, and our flesh would be like, but yet, as he followed the will of God to the place of torture and torment, turned away, uh, you know, experiencing God, the Father turning away from him, there was a, if we, if we look at that story now, where is Jesus now? At the, at, seated at the right hand of the Father. He's seated at the right hand of the Father, which makes that story beautiful because Jesus didn't only go to the cross and die, but he became, he became the sacrifice that we needed. And it was a joy that was set before him which is a, which was a word that came through actually from Ian Richardson. It was just a, 
saying that actually the joy set before him was you and I here today. You and I here today was the joy that was set before Jesus to enjoy the cross. If we can look at Matthew, <clears throat> sorry, not Matthew, it's John 14, verse, sorry, John 14, verse 1 to 7. Let not your hearts be troubled. Believe in God. Believe also in me. In my Father's house are many rooms. If it were not so, would I have told you that I go to prepare a place for you? And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and will take you to myself. That where I am, you may also be. And you... Know the, um, and you know the way to where I am going. Thomas said to him, Lord, we do not know where you are going. How can we know the way? Jesus said to him, I am the way and the truth and the life. No one comes to the Father except through me. So that's the truth about Jesus. That's the truth about God and Jesus' relations. He became the way. By trusting in the Lord and trusting in God's ability, trusting in His reliability, even in Him coming to that place of facing His problems in His life and still going to the cross, that speaks of His reliability. I am the way, the truth, and the life, the Lord says. Maybe there's people here today that that don't know that yet. And I'm I, I trusting that even as you hear the words of God, that something in your spirit would, would tingle. <laughs> you know, I don't know how you guys, if you may be, even in hearing the word, I want to just speak to those who may not have experienced the Lord before. If your heart is, um, is becoming, becoming a little bit, don't be confused by that. Because when the spirit moves, Sometimes we get excited and our heart starts pumping and we start going, yo, this is becoming serious, you know. Because the words of life are the power, have power to transform us from death into life. And this morning I would love for, to give an opportunity later, whether you are only, maybe you've, you've known the Lord many years and yet there's been a sense of forsaking God's ability and his reliability, and you've taken some of that into your own hands. But Jesus is declaring, I am able, and I am reliable. Your experience does not determine me and who I am. So let's subject our experience this morning to the Lord. Matthew twenty-eight sixteen. Whoa. Says now, this is just after Jesus was crucified. And um, now the eleven disciples went to Galilee, to the mountain to which Jesus had directed them. And when they saw him, they worshipped him. But some doubted. And Jesus came and said to them, All authority, can we say all, all. in heaven and earth has been given to me. Go, 
Can we say go? <laughs> Therefore, and make disciples of all nations. All nations. Come on. Baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Teaching them to observe all that I have commanded you. And behold, I am with you always to the end of the age. Isn't that an incredible little goof to get you going, hey? You know, what I realized there, some doubted. And you know, it's a, Jesus didn't say to him, okay, of the 11, no, three doubted. Can you, can you leave the room, please? I'm going to just take these that remain. There's room for doubting. And there's actually a place where Jesus said, no, 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 okay, let me explain this to you. Let me massage this into you. Let me remind you what happened when I, what has happened. And then it stirred their faith to then go out and teach and, and disciple and to be that which God had called them to be as individuals, the calling on their lives as individuals. From that time that he said that, which was now a long time ago, to now Jesus is still with us. The Bible speaks of him interceding for us. He's praying for us now. He's probably praying for me. Go down, preach. Okay, no, skip that part. He's praying for, I'm going to pick on Hein again. He's praying for you now, bro. He's praying for Chad. He's praying for each one of us here today. He's not praying for a group of people. He's praying for us individually. He died for you. He died for me. He died for each one of us individually. And he is saying to you this morning, I am able in your situation. I am reliable in your situation. I am the truth and the life to you this morning. So it's that war that is happening is in you believing that. So all authority belongs to Jesus. Trust is an action. As you receive the faith that comes from hearing the word, then is a step of action. So in all your ways, acknowledge him, and he'll make your past right. So I just quickly, in landing, wanted to, quick, uh, to, to look at three quick points of what it looks like. What is the fruit of living a life of trusting in the Lord? And the biggest thing that, I, that came to my mind was a, a life of prayer. When, you have, when you're serving a God who is the creator, the healer, the provider, and the other ones, he's able, he's reliable, he said he's with you, he's praying for you now. Well, how does that affect your prayer life? Because for me, that says to me, everything that exists in my brain needs to go to the Lord. <laughs> and everything that I have as a challenge, it builds my faith to go, no, Lord, I stand in your name, Jesus, the way, the truth, and the life. You've declared it over my life that you have a purpose, you have a plan, you have a hope and a future for me, Lord. What is that? Lord, I want to find it. I want to seek it out. And I want to, Lord, give me the faith. Lord, give me the wisdom. Lord, give me the strength. As we go out and making all disciples. And then when uh, Daniel was, so, um, was um, with the, the whole story of him going to the lion's den, it was a rough day for me, I must say. When, when, he had, when he had that whole situation, do you know what the king was saying? He was saying, Daniel, surely your, your God is going to save you. Daniel wasn't saying, 
Yes, King Darius, remember, you, um, Jesus loves you, and he, has a perfect, he wasn't trying to witness. He said, no, the king turned around and said, no, Daniel, I know your God. And it wasn't actually that, that was now before the lions didn't eat him, that he was saying, no, Lord, you put your trust in, in God all this time. Put your trust in your God. <laughs> and so our trust in God actually becomes our witness. It's a powerful thing to see someone trusting in the Lord. Yes, there's a place for testifying and witnessing and going and finding that seeking and say to, you know, seeking out the lost and preaching. I love going in and talking to people about Jesus and I'm always looking for it in my workplace. Lord, I often get distracted in what I'm doing because I'm like, how do I get to this guy? And I, I see lost people out there and it weighs heavily in my heart. But you know, sometimes I can get frustrated because I don't have the time to do it. But actually, my trust in the Lord as I seek Him first before the world as a witness, that has more power than my scripture that I'm wanting to impart. Yes, there's, there's a place for that, like I say. But let's be people who put our trust in the Lord, and then the lost come to seek what, what is the solution. And the lastly, last thing I wanted to say is that our trust in the Lord affects our obedience. Because... Without our trust in his ability, we are going to always rely, lean on our own strength. Like it says in, in Proverbs, do not lean on your own strength. But our tendency is always going to be to lean on our own strength if we do not trust God. So let's be a people who trust God and then obey. Hear the word of faith and then obey. What is the Lord speaking to you about? Because when he speaks, his power there's faith that comes, and even if it's impossible, but your obedience to what He has spoken of your life can then produce fruit. So can we just close our eyes? So the three things, y'all, before we, let me close your eyes and I'll highlight and then you'll remember. So the main things with, the, with, with us trusting God is actually seeing today, firstly, His ability. God is able. God is reliable. And, God is the, and, and the truth of God is that He is the way, the truth and the life. Maybe this morning, can we actually all stand? Maybe this morning, uh, something of, of hearing this possibly for the first time or have forgotten it, or even if you've heard it many times, but something of the Lord is awakening something in your heart this morning. Something that you've, you've been needing to be reminded of. Is your God able this morning? Is your God reliable? Do you know the truth of who He is? Let's just wait on him for a moment. God, I thank you that you are, are moving in us as a body, God. Your heart is for none of us to get left behind. None of us to lose faith. None of us to doubt, Lord. I thank you, God, that you are able to, even when our hearts are hard, you are able to come and soften. Lord, and I pray, Lord, this morning where we are 
deceived in, in certain areas, or maybe this morning we haven't heard your truth. Lord, I pray that your Holy Spirit even move now. God, come and awaken. Come and awaken faith in our hearts this morning, oh Father God. Would you come and blow, Lord, like you did in a sense this morning in the prayer time. Lord, would your Spirit come and blow, 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 blow. Lord, that anxiety and fears would fall away, God. Our self-reliance would fall away, God, that we would see you as our Savior, our God in whom we can put our trust in. Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. Father, would you come and have your way here? And that's, if, if you this morning would like to respond to this, I, I would like to actually pray with us. If you feeling that this is something that you need more of, something that actually the Holy Spirit is tugging in your heart saying, this is what's missing. This is what's necessary for me to go deeper in your spirit. This is what's necessary for me to dig deeper into the wellsprings of life. Then I just pray that you would pray this after me. Lord Jesus, here I am. I declare that you are able. I declare that you are reliable. I declare that you are the truth. Would you have your way in my heart? Lord, that your ways become my ways. Lord, would you blow your Holy Spirit, blow in my, in my very heart this morning, God. Sorry. Lord, would you blow in my heart. I did say I get excited. Lord, would you come and blow? If, you've, if you feel like that's a, a response that you, that you feel like you actually...